from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Thought of the Week, Catholic Radio. Thought of the Week. This, this thought is one that has come to a lot of people nowadays with the pandemic. We are suffering as a nation, as a world, in fact, uh, the worst pandemic our, our country has ever experienced. So how do we think about this? How do we deal with this? I think we think about this a lot. Well, let me give you some thoughts uh, today, if I can. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, number one thought we have is, uh, well, uh, how about my health? How do I not get exposed? How about my friends, my spouse, my family? Uh, how can I keep everybody safe? How about my friends, etc.? So that's what do we think about? That's probably one of the first things we think about. And uh, and also, well, why is this happening? Why is this happening? What's the meaning of this? Of course, that question has been asked for centuries. The meaning of suffering. Why do we have to suffer? Why do we have to do that? Well, I think we, a lot of people have told me that, you know, this is something beyond us. Yes, we understand it came out of China, and uh, we do have some medications that we're working on, hopefully a vaccine in short in a short period of time. But why, why is this going on? And there must be some rationale <laughs> beyond it. And so we feel helpless. So we, we look at something, well, that is beyond us. God. <laughs> okay. All right. So why is God making this happen to us? Is he trying to tell us something? Well, I think one good place to look is the Bible. Why? The Bible at least the Old Testament or the part of the Bible is predates Jesus for about uh, 1,500 years. And so we look in the book of Numbers. Yeah, there was a plague back then, a plague of snakes. Remember in the time of Moses, they're going across the desert, and God is leading them to the promised land, and they began to complain about the food that God was giving them. They didn't like the food God was giving them. They would not trust God that he was actually going to lead him out of the desert. Oh, golly, we're going to probably die out here in the desert. So it says that God's wrath uh, punished them. Poisonous snakes, poisonous snakes, seraphs came among them, bit them. Any, anyone who was bitten by a snake died. Poisonous snakes. But then came the way out. The way out. Moses! <laughs> Moses! He saw the people dying all around him. He knew what was going on. He prayed to God, dear God, please, please help us. Do something, please. So the Lord said, okay, I want you to make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. Well, those who will look at that serpent on a pole will be cured of their of their malady. My gosh. Well, I thought about that. You know, it took faith to do that. Someone is dying of a poisonous snake and say, look at that pole over there. Oh, that pole isn't going to do anything. No, it took faith to trust in Moses. It took faith. faith. So, okay, 
So what what's our deal? Well, I think, obviously, if we take uh, our cue from the Old Testament, uh, I think one of the things that we certainly can do is pray. Pray, Lord, take this away. He can do it. Come on. Of course he can do it. Lord, so I do do that. I do it when I offer Mass every day. Often, as I'm praying during the day, I will say, Lord, please lift this pandemic from our country, from our world. Lift the pandemic, Lord. And uh, the other thought is this. Well, is this really the wrath of God? Is he paying? <laughs> He's saying, you, you Americans, whatever you, whoever you are, you're becoming so godless. Okay, here, you got to shape up. You're doing all these crazy things. You're having all these, for example, abortions. Yeah, taking the lives of innocent, unborn boys and girls. You can't do that. Maybe God. Maybe this is the wrath of God. The wrath of God. Well, let me tell you what Pope Benedict says about the wrath of God. And uh, it's very interesting. I love. I love his. I love his. Uh, viewpoint. He says this, <clears throat> under his the heading, love and correction, anger is not always in contradiction with love. Really? Yeah. Sometimes, oh, he goes on, a father, uh, for, for example, sometimes has to speak crossly to his son so as to prick his conscience. And that he does that, he, he speaks cross, crossly to his son, because he loves the boy, and he would fall short of his loving obligation and his will to love if, in order to make things a little bit easier for the boy and for himself, he would avoid the task of putting the child right, and sometimes by making a critical intervention in the boy's life, like, I'm taking away your cell phone. <laughs> we know that this, uh, look around, spoiled children, to whom everything has been permitted, are often, in the end, quite incapable of coming to terms with life, because later on, life treats them quite differently, and because they've never learned to discipline themselves, to get themselves on the right track, they feel that life is unfair to them. Well, they've never been disciplined. And so, if, for example, because I want to be nice to somebody uh, who has an addiction, so I give the addict the drugs he wants instead of trying to wean him off of the drugs, which would seem to be a very hard treatment to do, then in that case, you cannot talk of real love. So we're going to come back in just a moment and talk about the wrath of God, because I'm getting to what he says the wrath of God really is. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week, Catholic Radio. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org. 
www.dowlingcatholicsports.org and make your donation today. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio, and we are talking about the wrath of God. What does Pope Benedict say about God's wrath? Well, he's a brilliant guy, I tell you. And we were talking about how love and anger go together sometimes. A father gets angry with his son, but then he he takes away his cell phone. So here's what the Pope goes on to say. To put it in another way, love in the true sense is not always a matter of giving way, of being soft, or just being nice. In that sense, sugar-coated Jesus or sugar-coated God who agrees with everything and never, and never st- stops us from doing things but is nice and friendly all the time that's a character, says the Pope here. I'm reading this. That's a character of real love. It's not real love. Because God loves us, because he wants us to grow into truth, he must necessarily make demands on us and must also correct us. I'll say that again. He must make demands on us and correct us. God has to do those things we refer to as the wrath of God. Pope Bendix says, that's the, cor- use a different word, the correction of God. Yes. So he then has to resist us in our attempts to fall away from the best selves when we are, sometimes we are doing, we think we're doing great, but we're actually slipping backwards. Uh-oh. He says, no, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it. So he will prevent us, his, quote, correction sometimes prevents us from going down the wrong path. I didn't even know I was going down that wrong path. Yeah, I know it, because I don't know everything. So that's what he says is the wrath of God. He uses the word, the, the correction of God. So that's what we see here in, in, the, in the Old Testament, uh, in this story of Moses and the folks in the desert. That's right. So, and also... Uh, here's something. It often happens that people 
use evil in the world like pandemics as an argument against the existence of God. Bluntly, if God is good, how can it be that a child gets cancer? So there must not be a God. Or how can it be that a young mother dies or a friend becomes paralyzed? Why do bad things happen to good people? Though uh, that is used as a popular argument for atheists, the question has been asked for many centuries, and often by people who unshakably believed in God. Job, remember the book of Job, wondered why. In fact, Job was the most famous wanderer why of all of them. But of all Job's wonderings, he never questioned that there was a God. He just wondered why things were going south. Whereas atheists might use the suffering as an argumentative weapon. There's a deep poignancy to this question when it's formed on the lips of those who truly love God. Those who have embraced a friendship with God may wonder, well, why does my friend, my best friend, for example, uh, God, let this little child suffer? So why does God allow suffering? To my atheist friends, I can see this. If this life were all there is, suffering would be cruel. But we have been assured of something very different by the very God they deny. There is a place of health, joy, and everlasting happiness. What eye has never seen, ear has not heard, the heart of man has not conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, says St. Paul. In this life, this veil of tears is neither, this isn't our destination, our home. It's heaven. That's our home. (laughs) So there's more than this world. If this is all there was, yeah, you got a cruel God. But no, hold it, hold it. No, we have another home, heaven, our real home. That fact does not negate pain and sorrow. If heaven is our home rather than earth, then the very question of suffering and death is a little bit different. Oh, because if heaven is our destination, we should be asking whether suffering could have a role to play in helping us to get to heaven. In fact, not only should we be asking whether my suffering can help me get to heaven, but we should be asking whether my suffering has a role to play in your salvation, in your life. Wow, as the saying goes, we're, we're all in this thing together. But I, I wonder if we can get a grasp on how intertwined we all are. So, why might God let bad things happen? Maybe, here's, here's one way to look at it. Let's go back to good old St. Thomas Aquinas in the 1200s, greatest theologian ever, he and St. Augustine. Thomas wrote what's called the Sum of Theology, Summa Theologica. And what he does is he analyzes our life on a road. He makes a little analogy. And like any road that we travel, we can only see a short distance ahead of us. God, however, sees the entire road. And not only does he see our road, he sees all the roads of everybody else. He sees my road intersecting with the roads of, road of, say, my wife, my children, my neighbor, my friend, my brother, my sister and also you. Because if, you're, if you are listening to this right now, right now if you're listening to this on the radio, 
our paths are crossing. You and I are crossing paths right now, at this moment. And it might mean almost nothing, but it might mean almost everything. I don't know. But God knows, and he has known this from all of eternity. So in his providence, God desires all the intersections between you and me and all of us. Mercifully, we have the power to cooperate with his divine providence, with his leading hand. Very simply, each of us has the power to make someone's day a little better, and this makes us a little better. And that's the point directly to the issue that, remember, Rabbi Harold Kushner, he wrote that book, Why Good Things Happen to Bad People. Remember that? Here's what he said. I'm going to quote him for just a second, if I may. Quote, we may not ever understand why we suffer or be able to control the forces that cause our suffering, but we can have a lot to say about what the suffering does to us and what sort of people we become because of it. Well, that's, that's good. That's, that's a very, very good point. So we may argue the point, we may begrudge the point, but it is nevertheless true that suffering can bring about great good, though it can certainly have the reverse effect. Suffering can make us better people than we would have been without it. Wow, think about that. I know people who have, who have become marvelous people and because of their suffering. And you do too. You think about it. You think about it. Well, we'll be right back. Iowa Catholic Radio, Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family-owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Monsignor Frank Bignall, Thought of the Week. This is a kind of a heavy one today. 
we're talking about suffering. And I'm, I'm, I talked about what the Pope said about the wrath of God. He said, no, the wrath of God is also the correction. He uses the word, the correction of God. Think about that one. And then also that, that suffering many times has, a, has good beneficial effects, and God can see down the path. He can see way ahead of us what this suffering is going to do to help me out or you out. So suffering really is where, think about it this way, it's where we grow together. But it even goes beyond that. It affects the people around us, and often in good ways. We might, let's look at it like this. If no one were ever sick, there would be no need to heal somebody. If no, no one were ever lonely, there would be no need to befriend anybody. If no one were ever tired, there would be no need to hold somebody up. If no one were ever suffering, there would be no need to practice compassion. If no one were ever ignored, there would be no need to listen. If no one were ever sad, there would be no need to smile. If no one were ever poor, there would be no need to give. If no one were ever lost, there would be no need to help another find his or her way. If no one were ever in need, we would have no need for each other. I'm going to say that again. If no one were ever in need, we would have no need for each other. So we all know people for whom suffering has made them better, kinder, more loving people. Though suffering varies greatly in difference and in degree, it's a condition of every human being. Suffering is is where our roads not not only intersect but merge on the way to heaven. The doors to which were opened with God's own suffering, perhaps that's why Peter Kreft reminds us that those doors were opened by Jesus, that God is with us in our suffering. After all, Jesus was, why would he never allow suffering? It would be a shallow God whose ultimate objective for his creature is merely the absence of pain. But the true God loves us, even to the point of allowing pain and suffering to further our perfection. C.S. Lewis put it this way in his uh, comment, The Problem of Pain. C.S. Lewis said, has pain, us, has pain ever paid us the intolerable compliment of loving us? Yeah. In the deepest, most tragic, most inexorable sense. That's right. God has paid us the compliment of loving us in the deepest way. God loves us enough to allow something that betters us and reorients us to eternal happiness. It may be the sorrow of suffering in this life that brings about the perfect happiness in the next life. If that may be the case, perhaps we should be asking quite different questions. How could a good God never, never allow suffering. Wow. If he's good, he will allow suffering to bring us to himself, just as a father or a mother allows suffering in a child to bring that child back to their senses or let make them grow. I don't want to read this. I don't want to do my homework. You do your homework. I hate homework. I know you do, but do it anyway. What's that doing? It's helping the kid. He's going to, that he or she's going to grow. They're not being mean. So that's it. So why does why do bad things happen to good people? Why does God allow that? Well, here here's some Bible verses you might want to write down. I'll just go through a few of them here up to the end of our program. You ready? 
Here we go. First book of the Bible, Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20. Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for the good in order to preserve a numerous people as he's doing today. (laughs) Here you go. John chapter 16. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then we go to 1 Corinthians. For now, we only see as in a foggy mirror dimly, but then in eternity we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been known. Here's another one. I love this one. 1 Corinthians. No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has the human heart conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And then Romans chapter 8, I love that one. Paul says this, I consider the sufferings of this present time not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. There's something beyond this suffering. There is meaning to it. It's somehow or other leading us to glory. It's doing that. God knows what God knows what he's doing. <laughs> Just think of Jesus. Wow. His agony in the garden. He suffered. Remember he knelt there, sweat of blood as he prayed in the garden before they, they captured and crucified him. Remember that? Wow. His suffering. Yeah. Here we go. Here's another one. Romans uh, chapter 8. I like this. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to God's purpose. All things work together for the good of those who love God. So check out those Bible verses. Yes, there is meaning to suffering. He would not be a good God if he didn't allow it, just like you wouldn't be a good parent if you didn't didn't discipline your kids once in a while and, and challenge them. Think about that. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.